0: Transformative Principle, episode 105, with Kristen Bentley. I'm really excited to have Kristen on the podcast today. Kristen and I used to work in the same school district, and one day she told me about her cool idea for an app, and what's really exciting is that after some time and a lot, a lot of work, Kristen has finally finished her app called Color My Day Kids, and it's awesome. So I'm happy to have her on the podcast today. Kristen, do you want to start out by telling us a little bit about your history as a teacher and why you developed this app as a teacher in a Title I school?
1: Yeah. Well, hi, Jethro. Thanks for having me on. Um, I was working in a Title I school, and as Summer got out, my principal challenged us to Think of a behavior system for the classroom that focused more on being positive because um, because of the PBIS, positive behavior interventions, you know, kind of what they wanted to have in their schools that was really happening was the card pool. And so um, over the summer, I had some time to think about it and took some classes with um, autism and, and Asperger's. And I took some things I was already using, which I was already using a clip chart in my classroom. And then I took this idea from the autism class about how positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement have to be separated. And I came back to him and said, it has to be, I like my clip chart, but it has to be two clips, one clip that goes up to reinforce the positive behavior and a total separate one that goes down when you're, when you're documenting misbehavior. And then... At that point, it was just this theory that I knew would work really well, but I, it was summer and I didn't have a chance to try it out, but decided that the whole school would move to this, this this type of system. And if we were all on the same page with the same consequences and the same color system of moving up, then each teacher could would know what the kid was saying if they said they'd, they'd made it to the top and the, and the color was pink. And so then they could praise them, you know, and... If they asked him, how was your day? And the kid could report what color they were on. Then it would give us an easy indicator to know how well their behavior was. But mostly the two clips, what it changed was the the naughty kid was, you know, never going to have a perfect day and make it to the top of the chart. But even though they would go down, their day wasn't over. You know, they might have their consequence, but they could still make it to the top of the chart and earn whatever reward was predetermined. And so... They wouldn't just give up for the day, and that's where it started.
0: Okay, so basically you needed to come up with a new way to positively reinforce your students Mm -hmm. so that they could have a sense of success no matter how difficult or how struggling they were as a student. Is that right?
1: That's correct.
0: And you talked a little bit about the card poll. Talk a little bit about what that is for those who haven't heard of that and what the drawbacks of that were. Why wasn't that working for you?
1: Right. So the card poll is just, they would be on this green card and behind it was a yellow card and behind that was a red card. And their goal was just to stay on the green and not to and if they did get in trouble, they'd pull their green card and move it behind, and then their yellow card would show and it would show that they were at a warning, and then if they got to and then if they had to pull another card, they'd be at a red. And so basically this was only a misbehavior type documentation. And there was no real room for positive praise and, and for them and for the students to see By actually moving something that they were doing something good. So it was only for the negative side.
0: Yeah. And that um, is difficult with kids that have trauma in their background, that have um, a lot of history of misbehaving, and also kids who just don't know how to act in school, right? Because you were teaching kindergarten, correct?
1: Correct. I was teaching kindergarten, and this is their first exposure to education to other adults and other children, and structure. And so one of the one of the research study I, I read about said that at that young age, especially to be punished, they'd have to link it to a bad memory. And that is more difficult in their processing than for them to feel good. So if you praise them and say, good job, they immediately feel that versus having to search for a bad memory to connect their bad behavior with. So that's why positive praise is more effective in changing their behavior.
0: That's really powerful for students to be able to hear the positive things even if they still do negative things, they can know that somewhere there was something that they did something right, you know, and with the card pull system that doesn't really doesn't really help them see that. It doesn't give that opportunity. Yeah. Exactly. So, you uh, implemented this at your school and the kindergarten teachers at my school quickly jumped on and said, we need to do something like that also because they were very impressed by what you were doing and saw how much it could benefit them. What are the, the major benefits of using this, this clip chart for you?
1: So, what I really saw right away was my naughty students, even though they would clip down They would at the end of the day be focused more on how high they had clipped up. And it really changed their self esteem. Instead of them thinking of themselves as the naughty kid, they would say, Well, I made it up to purple today and I only clipped down one time or and I didn't clip down at all. You know, maybe I didn't make it to the top, but I didn't go down at all and I went up some. So it totally changed their and their self esteem. And it's so formative at that age to enjoy school and not be feeling labeled.
0: So basically what you have is you have a big chart up on the wall mm-hmm. with um, clothespins on it. Right. And each kid's name is written on the clothespin. And then you clip them up or clip them down based on their behavior during that day. Uh huh. Right. Okay. And now you taught kindergarten. So this, this must only work for kindergarten, right?
1: No, we actually did it through fifth grade, kindergarten through fifth grade at our school.
0: Okay. So it's not just for the little kids. It works on older kids as well. Do the older kids buy into it like little kids do?
1: Absolutely. I'm teaching second grade this year and they're just as into it as my kindergartners are. And it's all, you know, the incentives that you and how the teacher implements it. And, you know, when they make it to the top, they can sit by a friend, use a gel pen, you know, depending on, you know what's okay when the classroom, but it's all motivation to students no matter what age,
0: yeah. And so you have those different rewards and opportunities built in for students as they go up, get clipped up on the chart, correct?
1: Uh huh, yeah. And one thing I've, I've always done, and is when the, any student makes it to the top, the whole class stops for a second and does a little cheer, so not only do they get the praise for me? They get the, the recognition of the whole class.
0: Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So does that take a lot of time to do that praise for each kid that makes it up to the top?
1: No, we just call it a one-second party. And you're like, a oh, one-second party for them, and we say their name, give a little a shout, and get back to
0: work. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So you created this physically first, right? You use the big chart. Right. And now what you've done is you've created this as an app that people can use. Talk a little bit about how the app works compared to how the clip chart itself works.
1: Okay. I'm just going to say the clip chart in the classroom is great because the, the kids physically moving something helps them to cement it in their brain. But then we wanted to be able to collect the data for the teachers and for administration to easily see what's going on in the school, so on the iPad you can have every student's name, and you just tap and touch each name as you're moving them up, and you can do um, a couple kids at a time or one at a time, and then you select the reason why they're moving up or down, and if it's you know if it's up to the top, you can select what what reward they chose, and it's. And if it's going down, you could say what happened. And then it documents what happened, what time, where were they? And and then it starts to create like, okay, we're, we're seeing this trend of behavior happening every day at 10 a.m. or or whatever you're trying to, you can the data is already collected so that you can problem solve using it. And then as well as our school decided that the first two levels down would just be a warning and you know, two consequences. And then there would be a teacher think time at the red level. And then if they continue to go down, it would be to the office referral. And so with the app, um, if the student gets far that down that far, an automatic think time form pops up that you can just tap to click preset reasons that are already in there. And you can type in the explanation of what happened. And this would help make sure that documentation was happening accurately and kind of stored for the student.
0: So that sounds very awesome from an administrator point of view, because, you know, I've done the think time thing and office discipline referrals and all kinds of different ways of keeping track of student behavior, but being able to have that information at my fingertips when I look up a particular student would be very powerful and would be really a cool thing to be able to to deal with situations right away. So does the kid fill out the think time form right there in the app itself? Yeah, they can, the
1: kid can sit down with a teacher because it's something you're meant to do together and kind of talk about and say, you know, what's going on? How, what would be a better choice? And how can I help support you? So there's a place for the teacher to communicate to the administration what was discussed. And then in the office referral form, if you went to go see, okay, now I just got this kid. I can go back and look in his profile and see what's been happening today that the teacher is sending him to me or her. And that communication is just so fluid that you could say, oh, I see it this time and this time and this time. You already had these three prior offenses. And that's why you're in my office now. And then you could... And in turn, be inputting what you discussed with that student. So the teacher just have to log in and see, okay, that's what you told him. And there's a place where it says what the consequence is and if the parent was contacted. So we just know what's happening.
0: Cool. Yeah. So that is is really awesome. I like that feature about that a lot. Now, when you said earlier that when the kids clip up or clip down, there are reasons already entered in there. Does the teacher have to put those in themselves or are they do they come as part of the app, or is it something that it learns over time? what you put in there and it repeats it?
1: Well, it can come with you know all the the reasons that I and other my colleagues that are using it so far have come up with, and what we decided at the school I'm at now is. We wanted to be able to add our own reasons because kids always find new reasons <laughs> to do things or new behaviors. But as far as being able to collect the data school-wide, if one teacher added it, it added to all the teachers in that school. So if it was collecting data, there wasn't five um, walking in the halls. So, But it gave the teacher the ability to control what behaviors you're you're tracking. And so if there's a certain behavior you're tracking with this one student, you can add that to the list of, of reasons or behaviors you're tracking.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. So it can be very customizable, but still standardized, which is important when you're looking at data that, you know, we don't have walking in the halls and walking in the hallway as two separate data entry pieces, because that just, muddles the data and makes it more confusing about what is actually going on, you know. Absolutely. So, so I think that's a that's a great way to do that, a great idea. Now, when you when you say that it automatically goes to the think time, is that a threshold that each individual school can set?
1: Well, that's that's their third level, and there's also an option if, you know, say it's a, a major that you want to jump to a think time or office referral before going through um, the three two prior warnings, then you can always jump to those first.
0: Very cool. Okay. So talk a little bit about how this has helped you with things like special ed referrals, RTI, problem-solving teams, things like that. What benefits have you seen from using the digital version of the clip chart?
1: Oh, yeah. I just... Um, had a very difficult student who we would say is a tier three student and by using the the data I was already collecting so he was moved into my classroom from another classroom because I thought that might be you know a help and so just from day one I started collecting the data so I didn't have to say, okay now he's acting up in my class now let me start some intervention. I already had something. And I did have to even modify my own app for him because he was, you know, clipping up four times wasn't going to be enough positive praise for him that day. So I made it so that it could reset. He could earn the prize every four praise and then four more, he could get the next one. So it would just reset each time. So he clipped up to pink seven times the first day and... Got all those. So every hour, basically, he was earning a prize. And those that was the first day he wasn't in the office, you know. And then I, I gave him a note. I always give a note home when they get up to pink. Um, but for him, he would get up to pink, you know, six times a day. And he'd say, okay, where's my note home? And uh, I would say, oh, well, did you go to the office today? Sorry, the notes home are only for when you don't go to the office. And then he didn't go to the office for two days. So Hmm. it became very motivating for him to get that praise back to his mom. So then once it came time to do a student study team, I was able to print up all the documentation day by day for him, every office referral, think time in chronological order. And I was able to show like, look, I've praised this child this many times, but he is still averaging office referrals one to two a day and so it's time for something else to intervene and so they really appreciated having that data to show yeah so
0: well and what's so cool about that is that when you have that data and you can say here's the number of times I've given this kid praise and not just I've said nice things but these are the nice these are the pieces of praise that I gave that can be much more powerful than just saying I was saying positive things and you can really show well this is the thing that I say this is how I typically say it and give examples to further solidify what you're doing and to be reflective as a teacher so that you can show how much you're doing to make that kid successful in your class and when you showed me the app you You even showed that you have the ratio of positive to negative, right, in the app?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So what are some of your numbers like right now?
1: So if I pull up my own class for right now...
0: So as you're doing that, the... the PBIS literature says that a four to one positive to negative ratio is what is encouraged and should be the standard. Um, What's your positive to negative ratio?
1: Right. So my classroom, my, my overall, it tells me my overall for the classroom under my reports is 18 to one positive. That's my overall. And then in my students, so my I have you know, two that are at three to one, but everyone else is 18 to one, 21 to one, 19 to zero. And so 19 to zero means they've had 19 praises this month and no clip downs. And so, and the ones that are 16 to one mean they had one clip down, but on average, there's getting 16 positive praises to one. And most are in the teens. I have one, nine, and then, and then my two are that I'm, I'm working with. I'm at three to one and that tells me, okay, I really got to work with those two and get those numbers up. And it doesn't mean that they haven't had just as much positive praise. It just might also mean that they're more prone to getting out of line.
0: Well, what's cool about it is that it says that for every three positive things, positive interactions you have with them, they still have a negative clip down. And what's good about looking at it like that is not that you're seeing that they have 15 positive clip-ups and five clip-downs, you're seeing that overall, for every three positive things that happen, they have one negative thing. And there's there needs to be some real effort to put that ratio more in balance. And you got to pay more attention to those kids and give them give them the opportunity to show their success so that you can find ways to praise them rather than just saying, oh, that's the bad kid, they're always in trouble. And it also makes you focus on actually having a positive relationship with that kid, even when you know they're the ones that are getting in trouble all the time, and you still can support and and help them out, which I just think that being able to look at that and see what that is like in your classroom is so powerful. And thinking about the teachers that I've worked with at that school, how powerful it would have been for them to have something like this so they could see for themselves instead of having someone else tell them or having me walk in as the administrator and only see the negative interactions that they have. You know, I could see that being a real boost to to teachers being able to see, no, look, I am doing all these positive things and, and I am a good teacher. And it's not just, you know, that I'm always mad at these kids It's that I'm doing good things and being able to see that I think would be so powerful for any teacher, especially for a struggling teacher to be able to see that.
1: Absolutely. And of course, whenever you go to have a meeting with a parent and you want to talk about the student's behavior, you don't want to go in and just say, you know, they've done this, this and this, that's horrible. But you want to say, look, look how many times I've praised them and that they've done good things. We're just concerned about, you know, these other things. So I think it's always a great tool to show for parents. And as a teacher, it is a really good reflective tool to say, oh, I can clearly see who I need to work better at, at reaching out to. And wh- one mind shift of this of this clip chart with the two clips is that the naughty kid can be all the way to the top and all the way to the bottom. And that's fine because we're, we're not saying that their bad behavior negates their good behavior. Right. I think we're te- that's teaching them more the truth that we're good and we're bad. We're just trying to make sure we're more good than bad throughout the day.
0: Yeah. And what an important life lesson for them to learn also. Absolutely. That's a big, important thing for for everybody, adults and kids, to know that we need to be more good than we are bad because none of us are perfect. Exactly. So yeah, that's just great. So Kristen, the website for this is Um, In the show notes here, there's a link to it. And there's also a YouTube video that explains how to make it work. And I understand you can get a free trial with this. Yeah. Do you uh, have something else to offer the listeners of Transformative Principle?
1: Yeah. If you email us and let us know that you heard heard about this from this podcast, we can offer you a special deal if it's, you know, whether it's for your whole school, we can offer you an extra $100 off for the year subscription. Or if it's just for your classroom, we can give you an extra $10 off for your year subscription. And
0: that's, that's very generous. Thank you for doing that for the listeners of this podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you're saying that you can use this as a single teacher or as a as a whole school kind of thing. So you don't have to wait for everybody in the organization to get in and and buy into it, right?
1: Right. We didn't want to, you know, have it hung up on. We just wanted it to be available for teachers who want to use it and. Yeah, it has some great um, elements for to be used in a school-wide system. But if you just want to use it in your classroom, then it's available for individual teachers.
0: Cool. And how do um, people get in contact with you and get um, support with using this?
1: On their website, com, They can email us at kids at Gmail. And we will get you set up with... We have a one one free trial and we'll get you on our... Any questions you have, or we're happy to help walk you through it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for explaining this. Um, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to share. it, And I think it's an amazing app that is really powerful for anybody who's looking to help their kids do better during the day with their classroom behavior.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: That was a great interview with uh, Kristen. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And I know I sure did. She's pretty awesome with this app. I, I think it's really cool. Thank you so much for listening to transformative principle and for being a part of our community. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones or like transformative principle on Facebook. I've interviewed a lot of people for this podcast. We just crossed a hundred episodes about a month ago, and I have learned so much from that. I'd like to share with you the top five things I've learned about how to be a transformative principle. So please Enter your email in the box on transformativeprinciple.org, and I will send you the top five things I've learned from these Transformative Principle interviews. Save you all the legwork of going back and listening to all hundred of them. Though if you do, you'll still learn a ton as well. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. You can find other great educational podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. For example, the Better Schools, Better Leaders podcast with Daniel Bauer. Great content in there, and I hope that you take a listen to those as well.